This is Halle Berry's best overall performance. And it, uh, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Let's, let's be honest. Boomerang is Halle Berry's best film. And yes, it's not Monster's Ball. But if you think about it, Monster's Ball is kind of a porno. I'm about to say, she wasn't yeah. even that good in Monster's Ball. Yeah, like, she's good for That's the things. only reason why that movie is even brought up. Right. It is, yeah, it, Billy Bob. I felt like there was no acting that. Like, I could have got anybody to do that. You know, yeah. so I, if you look at it and realize, like, man, Halle Berry's best film from start to finish, from emotions to everything, was Boomerang. another episode of it is what it is because it's your boy Stephen K himself that's why it's the CVMK show it's not it is what it is it's always it is what it is but it's the CVMK show and you know what you got to do if you want to keep seeing amazing content subscribe YouTube CVMK Instagram it is what it is underscore show CVMK underscore global CVMK 33 and where the best supplements are www.cvmkglobal.store look it's the holidays the holidays gives you a chance to reminisce gather, collect one's thoughts, and stroll down memory lane and revisit a lot of great film. And it doesn't have to be a Christmas movie to put you into the holiday spirit. If there is one movie that has it all, it is this movie right here. (laughs) Not here, cheer. Boomerang. I'm going to say this. Boomerang is in Eddie Murphy's top five films of all time. And we're going to discuss it today. Why Boomerang really is that movie. So I brought back a friend of the show. You know him as Steve-O Speaks. And we're going to get into it right after this quick break. See why you doing today, man? Oh, my things on my mute. What's good? <laughs> I'm pretty good. That's <laughs> good. That's good. That's that Zoom coming off there. Like you talking to me? Uh, I'm good. Uh, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. good. I'm good. I'm right. Yeah, I'm here. Yes, sir. Present. <laughs> Steve-O. Boomerang. I want to start here with because I think sometimes we don't take the full appreciation for understanding. It as an historical timepiece. You know, it was set in modern setting, but you're talking about late 80s, early 90s. The film was released in September 1992. You know, it usually took back then a couple of years to shoot it with editing and everything. So it was probably shot 89, 90, right? Director Reginald Hudlin, one of the co-writers, and this might be Eddie's getting into his, his bag, is Eddie Murphy himself. And I think for cinema, black cinema hitting mainstream, right? I think this was landmark. It was landmark because it had a lot of elements to it, right? It wasn't just a, you know, Paramount picture written by, you know, Barry Blaustein and David Sheffield. It was Paramount because it had iconic cast members, and I always say you're no, you're only as good as the team, right? Mm-hmm. 
when you break down the team, you're looking at, yes, Eddie, but you're looking at Robin Givens. You're looking at Halle Berry. You're looking at Leela Rashawn. You're looking at Tisha Campbell. You're looking at David Allen Greer. You're looking at Martin Lawrence. You're looking at John Witherspoon. You're looking at the one, the only Eartha Kitt. This movie is filled with A-list celebrities that, to me, have. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Grace Jones. Let me stop there. Oh yeah, and then and then and then the intern, Mr. Chris Rock. Himself was in the movie. Not Chris Rock was in that movie. He wasn't in terror to that. It is beyond his time. But I'm gonna turn over to you. When you think of the movie Boomerang, what are some of the first thoughts that come to your mind? Um, us. Hmm. It was like a good representation of that time of us. Um, within like mainly like the culture. First thing I think about. For some reason, I'm thinking of the clothes. That's the one thing. Because I mean, it's a, it's a movie. That's the first thing you see is the clothes, the time. Yeah, it's very accurate. The hairstyles, very accurate. The way they talk, you could tell. Like that's one thing about those movies. I realized, and even if you go back and listen to some of the director's cuts and the behind the scenes, when they get that many talent around them, yeah, there's a script. But most of the time, they didn't wrote their own script and they didn't improvise a lot of it. So you can hear it, you can feel it. And it was just a uh, genuine moment, but like also to me, like to me, like it to you, you said this might be his top five, but like I just felt like, like maybe the script wasn't as strong, but that's why you have that group of talent to make that movie go into how good it was, because to me it just it could have been wrote better, but like that's just but but I'm very like I'm very harsh when it comes to writing like. Just a little bit, but um, like to me, like I don't know if I could put them in a in the top five category because like it was never a movie where I could just go back and keep rewatching. It was just like oh, it's boomerang gone. Like, yeah. And I think I made or watched it maybe once or twice. You don't think it was rewatchable? Not really. Like it was, uh, like it was nowhere near like Harlem Nights. Like Harlem Nights was like r- ridiculous. See, see, and this is why I push back because I think Harlem Nights storyline was not strong. It was just funny because it had literally every. Oh, it was so, it was weaker than this. It was weaker. Honest, than it was yeah. way weaker than yeah. Boomerang. I, I yeah. felt like it was a text message. Eddie was like, "Hey, let's early 1920s," and then the rest was like, and Richard Pryor was like, "Say less, right?" Like I, I felt like yeah. there was really no evolution of material. Um, the movie script not being strong. Okay, I see how you're angling this. It was not, you know, Sleepless in Seattle. I'm trying right. to think of the romantic mm-hmm. comedies for that era. Uh, it was not um, Jerry Maguire, no. you know. No. But at the same time, the real question is, the studio, would they have allowed it to be that strong? Right. Um, oh yeah, that's another conversation. Like yeah, like, and that, I think that was the difference between because I was gonna go into it with like Harlem Nights. The reason why it was so good is because you had those comedians that like it raw, and they was willing, and they let them go as raw as possible for that time. And then as the time went on, and as the time of Boomerang, it was more of a bigger shift into of how comics was 
and then you can start. I won't say like the, the the shift wasn't as strong as it is now, or like as we would have saw maybe in towards like the mid two thousands. But like you can slightly see a shift. Like you, it wasn't as raw as like like you like Harlem Nights. You, it was never gonna be that raw. But Eddie pulled and squeezed, and the rest of the crash pulled and squeezed as much as they could out of it, which was good. I just believe because that uh, cast for um, what I just say um, for Boomerang uh, for, for uh, Harlem Night, for Harlem the Night. cast from Harlem Night, just because they had more freedom. It was a better product. If they if Boomerang had the same amount of freedom, they probably would have blew it out of the water because they just they had just the amount of talent. They to me, I feel like Boomerang had a better had a bigger budget than Harlem Knights, but Harlem Knights had more can, creative we control. That. We can check that. Um, yeah, we can check that out. We can verify it and we'll see what was the budget for the two films. So the budget for Boomerang was forty two. Okay, and Harlem Knight budget was. A second. The budget was thirty. They, see, that makes sense. Yeah. I felt like they ran out of money at at Harlem Nights, right? Because yeah, because the ending just like yeah, I was like okay, yeah. it, it's a little abrupt. Oh, <laughs> you watch yeah. like the guy gets locked. In the but same. then again, I feel like it kind of, it was a, it was like maybe twenty minutes of of Harlem Nights in the middle of a drug, like just a little bit. Right around the scene. After they tried to kill Quick, mm-hmm. and it kind of really kind of nah. slows down. Yeah, I you know I think the comparison. I do agree with you that the script wasn't what we would expect today. Mm-hmm. Maybe because just giving that much, particularly in the early nineties, that kind of creative control for a major motion picture with major budget. I re- I watched. Uh, I watched a a throwback clip of Eddie Murphy on the Jay Leno show right after the movie Boomerang was released, and and uh, Jay Leno says to Eddie, you know, you're used to being box office. Everything you've done is 100 mil. This is the first film that didn't break 100 mil, and some people are counting this as your first failure. And he said one of the criticisms was it wasn't realistic. And Eddie replies to him and said, what wasn't realistic about it? He was like, well, I was just about to say, what wasn't realistic about it? He was it? like, well, they weren't any white people in the movie. He was like, yeah, he was like, yeah. He's like, a bunch of Negroes running a corporate office. It's a little scary. Like, it's how Eddie phrased it. But it's, but then his point was, well, I'm going to make it normal, right? Like, uh-huh. and I think at the time, society wasn't used to seeing, because this, this is why we have to break down. Yeah. How, I think for the culture, how significant, um, the movie really was it's the first time you see black intellectualism on full display. You know, they're mm-hmm. corporate execs, they're degreed. You know, he has his Howard university um, sweatshirt on while working out, you know, they're all at or about six figures in the early nineties. And you have to crazy. Because, which is crazy. If you think yeah. of inflation, because if you look at Eddie's place to have two levels, because he had an upstairs. Remember, mm-hmm. you saw the winding staircase. He had an upstairs. That mm-hmm. much space in downtown New York. Was, you, they weren't getting that to no black man. No, man. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, the movie transcends thought. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the, the hook comes in. And I think that's why people <clears throat> struggle with giving Boomerang, because Boomerang set the pace. Now, I'll agree with you. This is where it gets interesting. The clothes, the fashion was ahead of his time. 
Eddie will wear a suit, but he never had butts. It was always a zip up. I look. I today, I would go back to wearing suits if I could find that. That whole just zip up look like that to me is the coldest thing. All turtlenecks. I mean, yeah, it was. A I'm, I'm a turtleneck suit guy. I'm yeah, a, I'm not. I'm not a button up suit guy. I don't like it. I'm not. I'm not. And I think the whole uh, gist of it from a from a fashion standpoint. Movies were not known, and I'd probably get in trouble with seeing this. Prior to Boomerang, fashion did not matter in movies. Like, think about your movies like Trading Places. What's the fashion there? You think of Coming to America. Not really fashion. Even when they, no, even when they went to even when they went to Brooklyn and whatnot, you're not seeing, I mean, outside of Africa, you're not really, or whatever, Wakanda, you're not really seeing fashion. Oh, yeah. right? You're seeing articles of clothing but you're not seeing like so you saying mainly on the black side like it wasn't the fashion really because i'm about to say like in 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 i feel on the white side yeah they they met definitely would have a dress if the for the people that know they'd be like oh that dress yeah that's many hair not us not like us. we was we was sitting here like i right, um sir who made that suit for you like we was sitting like who did that like they some of the women came on with certain dresses we were like oh Wait a minute, and they almost became staples for their time. Like for a minute, like anything with um, any of those actors coming up at that time, they would use pictures from that movie. Yeah, or, like headshots with that those clothing lines. So yeah, I, that's one of the main things I that glued in. And you, of course, the legendary scene. You got to coordinate. You oh, got to yeah. coordinate. You got to coordinate. He's a look at me. He's a look at me. Flower jacket, flower belt. Yeah. <laughs> Mushroom, mushroom. Oh yeah, mushroom, mushroom, mushroom. And then open it up. Mushroom. <laughs> ah, look at the belt. You got to coordinate. And that was another thing about this movie that made me realize, like, it was one of my first time, like, where I feel like they kind of poke fun. Yes. At the at the other race, but it was in a slick way. Like that was a poking fun at them, and they didn't even realize it. Like. It was hey, a, I don't know what coordination means. You gotta coordinate. You gotta coordinate. Then he started, he's like, he's a mark. Like, they let John Witherspoon really be John Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. Um, just wild in that movie. And and David Allen Greer totally offset uh, the character. When we come back from this break, we're gonna discuss the plot because. As they say, the plot thickens. The plot of this movie, I don't even know if you could do it today because everybody's just so sensitive, but the, the the plot is hilarious, and I gotta discuss the, the legend herself, Eartha Kitt. So, after a quick word from sponsors. There's a hero in all of us waiting to be unleashed. All it takes is just that one last push. Activate the hero within with CBNK Global Supplements. All natural, steroid-free, designed to enhance performance, build muscle, and increase energy. You are unstoppable. You can do this. Become your own hero at www.cbnkglobal.store. Y'all, store. I'm drinking it in my cup right now, the protein the way, because it really is the way. It's the best protein I've ever had. I'm telling y'all, you want the gains, got to get the good product, store. Use code CVMK for 20% off. All right, so <laughs> when we're talking about the plot, 
he's a marketing exec, playboy womanizer, for lack of a better word, who can't fall in love or be in a serious committed relationship because he always finds fault with the woman that he's with, right? And the fault is so petty. I mean, yeah. just from corns on you know people's feet to snoring to whatever. I mean, the most minute thing, but to him, it is everything. He um, obviously the company is going through a merger, and uh, <laughs> he ends up uh, coming into contact with he who he thought was the head of the company that was um, being sold. Uh, by the name of Lady Eloise. <laughs> and Lady, Elo- uh, Lady Eloise is played by the legend herself, Eartha Kid. And in the words of the famous movie Boomerang, Marcus Dolly. <laughs> and I ends up, ends up sleeping with Eartha Kid's character, which is disgusting. When you think about it, like, hey, when he's in the bedroom, he's like, it's a little dark. It's like it's a little light in here. He's like, no, it's still a little light. <laughs> and but while doing it, um, he comes in contact as he enters into his job um, <clears throat> with Earth with Robin Givens. Sees her across the hall, and this is the girl he's just enamored by. I mean, breathtaking. And as he's introducing himself uh, and trying to spit his game, Earth the kid walks up to him and says. Any panties on, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> just as bold, and uh, as and that to me is iconic. And then Robin just busts out in tears. You can't make that today. That wouldn't fly. It's it'd be considered toxic masculinity. I mean, whatever, whatever. But the fact of the matter is, movie wise, the plot is bad. Yes, but good. Bad but good. <laughs> Bad but good. Man, like, like in the back of my mind, I still feel like it could be done. Yeah. But like, one, it wouldn't have to be a black dude. Yeah, that's true. That's and true. two, it, it would really have to be more of a white cast, honestly. You like, even so? though, like, even though they would still get that some form of heat. Yeah, but let it be a black cat. Oh no, oh no, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be heat. But like to the to the degree where like, I mean, they ain't gonna find a problem with the Earth part. Like they gonna find a problem always with the dude part. But um, like it just depends on who you get. Like if you get a like a wet like <laughs> like if Tom Cruise did it, like they probably let it slide. Like I don't know. Like it depends. Like, like a Brad Pitt. But, like a Brad Pitt, right? Like somebody of that, a Leonardo DiCaprio. Of, well, they know the Leonardo do it anyway, so they'll probably let it slide anyway. <laughs> but but that's another story. But uh, yeah, it, it just no. It, it was one of those movies where like you got to give it his credit because you can't do it in, in in no other era. It was perfect for that era, yeah. um, and it's gonna be a, a, a timestamp forever because, like I said, there's always a movie. Out there, that's gonna be like okay, and they, without them even knowing, okay, we ain't gonna be able to do this in the future, right? And and that's not even in their thought process, but because they put it out because they thought it was gonna be a good thing, now you got a forever time stamp. 
And the other thing is the minor characters are just as valuable as the major. Um, without Chris Rock's intern, you know, like Chris Rock, when, first of all, Chris is at an iconic level. He would never play a minor role like that, right? But just to be like, come on, Marcus, you know, like you see, and this is really New Jack City post Eric. So this is like, you know, uh, come on, he said, man, be calling me, you know, so like you got Chris really trying to establish himself in Hollywood and he plays his intern. You have David Allen Greer, one of the friends to Marcus Graham, who is super smart, super intellectual nerdy and just awkward with women. Then you have Martin's character who, you know, uh, gets none. I mean, that's the best way to say it, but like, Mar- but, but, but it's wild. Says the most outlandish stuff. Uh, crazy. Just, just toxic. Insane. Yeah, insane. Uh, but those three make the movie go. Mm-hmm. Like Martin made, and I hate to say this, and I think we have to give credit. Martin Lawrence, be Martin Lawrence was a a, a gem to a lot of '90s and early 2000 movie success, and we don't want to say that or to me give Martin his flowers, but Martin Lawrence, if it's not for Martin Lawrence, Bad Boys doesn't work. Well, House Party not even the same. House party, right? One, two, three, whatever. House party, DJ Black, like it just doesn't work. Uh, Blue Streak doesn't exist, bro. And I feel like that's one of the best performances from uh, Dave, uh, to Dave. Cause oh yeah, I, I don't think he's that funny, but that's another conversation. I'm not gonna debate that. I, I got Dave as my ultimate go. I'm not gonna debate that on this one, but no, but you're right because Dave plays it. Uh, <laughs> Bro, I, I was, I, bro, I almost said the scene that I can't say it, but like he had too many scenes. I'm talking. Oh yeah, yeah. When he was like, uh, when uh, when he robbed that grocery store, he was like, I'm coming out. <laughs> I play it. This guy Logan owes me fifty thousand dollars, <laughs> and when I don't get it, I'm talking. All right. <laughs> Hey, he was like, he was like, this is gonna hurt a little bit. He's like, what? Okay, <laughs> this is gonna hurt a little bit. This man body slams him. I don't even know that's all. But like, it's, that's the thing about Martin. Like, it, it, just his little, like, I don't even know what to call it. It just his little nuance, little stuff he does. Just like his little dance moves in every movie, he has it. And it's because it's something he created. The way he hits people, like in Blue Street, right? <laughs> just like it makes you laugh. Like it, he puts his whole little thing on it that only Martin can do. And you're no. right, Martin does not get the credit he does. He does yeah, like, as an actor. As an actor, forget comedian. Just as an actor, as like Martin oh, Lawrence, bro, saved some movies. He saved the line between love and hate because nobody else could have played that role, particularly at that time with Lynn Whitfield and Bobby Brown. Like, that what cast was the, wasn't... What was the other movie that was like Blue Streak? But it wasn't Blue Streak. Um, not Big Mama's House. Um, it was with the cop. You remember... Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, this is, I don't know. I think... Yeah, uh, National Security. National Security, which is basically the same movie. Yeah, it was Martin saved that again. Yeah, Martin Lord's niece as far as y'all. Um, that's so true. I want to talk about the after this break, the 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 main girl, right? I want to talk about the the transition because he transitioned from T 
Tisha, to Leela, to Hallie. No, no, to Robin, excuse me. Right, to Robin. To Hallie. And that's an evolution that can only be done in the movies. After this quick break from our sponsors. I literally just tried the best pre-workout on the planet. With Superpower Pre-Workout, you have increased focus and a power boost every single time you work out. It's not only packed with 225 milligrams of caffeine, but it also has citrulline and creatine. It's insane how much energy and focus I had during my workouts. If you're ready to take your workouts to the next level, then ditch your current pre-workout and get the Superpower Pre-Workout to be your own hero. Y'all, www.cbnkglobal.store, get the Superpower Pre-Workout, Warrior Thirst, MetaMet, whatever, but I'm telling you, <laughs> Superpower is where it's at, www.cbnkglobal.store. Main girl. Same girl. Or the Kale say, doom, doom, doom. <laughs> hey, my name is Kelly. <laughs> you can't even sing our Kelly song. That's why I double made that face. So you really take this girl and you will bring your Kelly. I don't mean I mean like the talent, Kale. Yeah, like you know, you, I could I could do it. You know, some people can't separate it. Right, can they separate. can't separate, you know. I'm just talking about the right. talent, not the person. The person is terrible, but the talent. Oh yes. So the talent. So the main girl in this movie begins. Hey girlfriend. Hey. <laughs> After he invites Lily Rashawn back to his place. Tisha Campbell, who doesn't really I think honestly, I really don't know. And I'm gonna mark this. I'm gonna say this, and I might get flack. Tisha Campbell held down uh, Black Hollywood post Felicia Rashad. Mm. Because Felicia Rashad was, as she was um, seen as a, a beautiful woman, but she was never really received as a sex symbol, right? And nor do I think she wanted to be portrayed as that. I think she felt like that was probably beneath her, Robert, her talents and whatnot. But Tisha Campbell, if you think if about she older, did now, I think she was older. Yeah. Like if she was younger, probably yeah. Yeah, I think we need to give Tisha her flowers. Tisha is and has held down Black Hollywood um, when it wasn't a thing. When uh, you had shows coming and going, like I've been watching this show on Netflix. It was with Patty Labelle and Morris Chestnut and Dwayne Martin. It only lasts like a season. And Vivica Fox is like a, it's like a, they own a nightclub, Patty LaBelle does. And um, basically the whole thing is, you know, these guys, they work for Patty's mom and they're trying to do the show. But, you know, I think about like all these shows that kind of came and went, you know, there was a show with uh, Morris Day in the late eighties. But if there was a show that became a staple that the only reason it discontinued was because of Tisha Campbell, it's it's Martin. Right, think of Martin. Mm-hmm. From school days to uh, this movie to Martin to my wife and kids, Tisha Campbell deserves her flowers, and we have not given it to her. Yeah, and it's funny because she made this transition from sex symbol to a good actor to then she could play in the mother role, right? Because I think that was the thing about um. Who did you just name? Um, Martin. Uh, not Martin. Felicia uh, Rashad. Felicia Rashad. Yeah. I think she went straight into that um, mother role. So 
we always seen her as her as the beautiful mom. So the respect level was always too high to even say, "Oh, she's actually," even though she was. But like with Tisha, she is. It's almost like we grew up with her. So like we seen every phase of her, and we just seen it ever be. The evolution and she was just in everything like that's the thing that's another part of it is you have to be in like everything to notice like oh dang you like she she in every movie mm-hmm. once you start saying like that that's when you can start having that conversation of like yeah she held it out so like I, that's not too far off saying her she's probably definitely up there if not she's definitely in the top three for sure and no, that's for the 90s and i'll even rank her i mean as far as the 90s to me her only comp was the two women we're going to mention, Halle Berry and Robin Gibbons. Uh, now, Lila Rashad. I feel like movie. Robin's dropped off very fast, though. It was a meteoric rise and with, it a, just with a roller coaster plummet. Right. And that's that's hard. And there's a lot of reasons. I, you know, But Robin Gibbons, I, that's another episode. I think yeah. Lila, Lila Rashad was the darling and for whatever reason, I feel like Leela never got her movie. Like, I mean, like, Waiting to Excel is, is Whitney's movie. And what technically is Angela Bass's movie. Yeah, that's... Yeah. But that's both of their movies. That's yeah. both of their movies, right. Yeah. So it's like they shared that. And so, you know, even though Leela's in it, and so is Leon, you know... Her movie, <laughs> movie was Why Do Fools Fall in Love. Hey, I was listening to that soundtrack today. Frankie Live, but, but that's what I'm saying. Is she in that? Yeah, I think she's the. Oh, she's the first wife. wife. She's the last wife, right? Oh, she's the last. Wait, no, she's the last wife. She's the yep. first wife, I think. Last wife. Vivica's the first. No, Vivica's the last wife. Vivica's the last wife. Yeah, because I mean, Vivica's the last wife because that's when, unfortunately, she, he started getting a little very yeah. aggressive, and that's why I remember she. I think Rashad, she was the first no, one. Hallie, she, Hallie's, Hallie's the, the first second wife. I think Hallie's the second Hallie's wife. Hallie's the second wife. But she was fighting with Vivica. Right. But but Leela is the last wife. Vivica is the first wife when he's like going down. Let me see. I'm pretty. Yeah, because thinking, wait, cause his first wife is. Yeah, his first. Hold on. Let me. Yeah, be, yeah, his first wife was. Her name started with an E, correct? This is why I know Leela's the last wife because remember when they're splitting up and said, "Yeah, uh, he walked into." You're right. She is yeah, the last. Wife. He's the last wife. Yeah, you're right. You know, so, so Vivica, yeah, you're right because Vivica was super young. Yeah, Vivica's yeah. the first wife. You're right. First wife, right? And then his career started to rebound, and then he married Hallie, even though he married Hallie first. Hallie came back to his life. Second wife, or first wife, second. Girl, whatever. <laughs> so that's her movie. <laughs> that was three times and never got divorced to any of them. So let's go figure that one out. But anyway, so wow. um Leela Rashawn to me never got her movie. And I'll timestamp that. Um she never had a movie when it was just her. She was the main, you know, heroist um and the focus, the plot was all about her and her story. And I always felt like I'm trying to compare Lila Rashawn to because Megan Good has had her movies. Yeah. Yeah. She like Laura Lander. Yeah. 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 And some might say ATL. 
or I mean, but ATL was that's like a, that's like a cultural a cultural phenomenon more than yeah. a, a big thing. That one like her I, movie. Yeah. I I think like Laura London. That's safe to say. Like she was amazingly talented. Because he's just—I think that what it is because it's just like Laura Lana. She's good, but like in order for you to be the like the main protagonist in the story, you gotta have a strong, like a strong type of performance. And I feel like her performances was always just good. It was never just like it wasn't breathtaking. It wasn't like I'm ruining you there. You said what? Even at any given Sunday. Yeah, her and Jamie. Nah, yeah. <laughs> that, honestly, she gets overlooked in that movie. I, I, like, I say, I say, she definitely get because I forgot she was in that. I said, I remember her boys, Marcus' wife. And, uh, was she Marcus' wife and her uh, bad boys? Oh my, she kind of looks like her. Maybe that's no, what that's a different. That's a, yeah, that's but she kind of. She, I know exactly what you're talking about. She does look like her, but no, yeah. she wasn't in Bad Boys. And I think that's where it happens. It's like something happened that it just never clicked. So you have Leela Rashawn, and then we get introduced to Robin Givens because Hallie is kind of like the girl next door, right? Uh-huh. He falls, he does all this stuff, and gets played, 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 played. Well, because Robin is a player herself. Robin is a player, Eddie, but Eddie falls in love, gets his heart broken by Robin, and then who's Jacqueline in the movie, and then bam, with uh, it's it's Christmas time. And she spends the night because they had Christmas dinner, and it happened after that. He's with Halle Berry, and you know that's that's a lot to say right there. <laughs> but you know, Halle Halle's character. First of all, Halle. I'm gonna say this. This is gonna get me in trouble. I mean, everybody talks about her on the movies. This is Halle Berry's. Best overall performance. And it, uh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. let's let's be honest. Boomerang is Halle Berry's best film. I mean, yes, it's not Monsters Ball, but if you think about it, Monsters Ball is kind of a porno. I'm gonna say she wasn't yeah. even that good in Monsters Ball. Yeah, like, she's good. For that's the only reason why that movie is even brought up. Right. It is. Yeah, it, Billy Bob. I felt like there was no acting that. Like I could have got anybody to that. You know. Yeah. So. I, if you look at it and realize, like, man, Halle Berry's best film from start to finish, from emotions to everything, was Boomerang. Yeah, because to me, yeah, for the longest, she never was <laughs> that actor to me. Like, I honestly was like, why does she keep getting moved parts? Like, she's not that good. And now that I think about it, this was most definitely they, her best performance without a shadow of a doubt. And it's mainly because of who was around her. They brought it out of her. That's true. She had an all-star cast. I mean, she was in Dorothy Danridge and whatnot, but I think it was the cast that kind of, which I really do think they need to redo. But she, uh, the thing is, she had a lot of black men, women, strong energy. characters around her. Yeah. So, like, it's different between the, the movie you just mentioned. So, that's the thing. That's true. And, and Robin's character. Look, Jacqueline, I'm not even going to lie. That's a very bad. I would say this. Jacqueline was bad. Ain't no doubt about it. Robin Givens, and you can say that, man. Robin Givens in 1992 <laughs> might have been the baddest thing God ever created in 1992. Like, Robin Givens' character, and it wasn't just like her looks. Uh, 
it was what she embodied. She had it going on. She was educated. You know, mm-hmm. she was a leader. She could hang in the boardroom, you know, and she she had it. Like, even over Hallie's character, Hallie was kind of like, you know, uh, uh, okay, you know, see you, see you at Bible study. You know, like that was kind of like Hallie's character. Robin's character had it. And I think the reason why it becomes contentious is Hollywood, and this is where it first comes. No longer is it about the dynamic appeal, and this is kind of like like the old Humphrey Bogart movies, like like uh, Sabrina, right? It's about the girl with the genuine heart that is, you know, full of goodness that wins at the end of the day. And I think that was during a time where Hollywood got away from that, mm-hmm. uh, and like a refresh. Hmm. You think this was a refresh? From from that, I mean, obviously not. I mean, it had a lot of. I, was, I mean, like from that angle. <laughs> I was like, no, no, that was pretty. That was pretty. Yeah, I mean, from one, two, three, four. That's four of the top five, probably most attractive at that time. So, like, uh, I mean, I, I guess, like, I mean, she really embodied the girl next door, but like, she, her looks that surpassed it. <laughs> to some degree, but I think they did a good job of like, like of course they didn't make her too, like because they could have like sprouted her up more like they did. Um, who you just mentioned? Why I keep they names keep slamming up my head? Um, like Robin, Robin, uh, Robin Gibbons. Yeah. Like they could have like made her just as I was not necessarily pretty, but you know, in every show, she she had the the red pin suit on, the pin suit on. She had the the hair and everything. The hair. They made her super. They made Hallie super super dolly girl next door. So like yeah. until the end, then it was like all right. But then I, I think that's what it was like. They really did a good job of kind of like suppressing. They suppressed. They yeah. suppressed her beauty because yeah. Jacqueline was pure black girl magic in that movie. You know, from the hills <laughs> to everything. All right, we got to go over and we come back from a break. Eddie's top five. I've written my list because I've already have decided that this movie deserves to be in the top five. You know, it almost got shaky. I almost had to throw it off. Uh, I'm gonna surprise you my list after we return. Hey, what's up? It's CVMK33. Look, I want you to subscribe, hit the notification bell, subscribe here, 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 everywhere so you can get the latest and greatest of this podcast content. Stay tuned. Oh, subscribe, YouTube, CVMK. All right, look, Eddie's top five, and I'm going to go in order. His best movie of all time, <coughs> first, Coming to America. Not the second. The second one was garbage. The second let me touch that this. This is Eddie's top five. The second is Nutty Professor One. I think from top to bottom, that movie is a classic. Trading Places is number three with Dan Aykroyd and Jamie Lee Curtis. Beverly Hills Cop Four. I mean, not four. That was the worst. Uh, ooh, whatever. They're making the board. The third was the worst. Beverly Hills Cop One is in number four. And number five in Eddie's best films of all time is Boomerang. What are your top five Eddie movies? I gotta say Life. Oh, gosh. 
Um, coming to America. Nutty for Nutty Professor. All right. I'm gonna actually throw in Dream Girls. But is that Eddie's movie or is he, Eddie? He, he made that his own. Yes, movie, he did. Jimmy movie. got sold. He did. Jimmy he did. was a character, and he, he, got he But it was just mainly because I, I got I, like out of that's probably one of his top five characters. So I had yeah. to put that. And then I gotta put an autom- uh, animation in it because he did a lot of animation movies. Oh, Shrek or Mulan? Mulan. Yeah. The only reason I put Mulan is because I feel like. For me personally, I could quote more out of Mulan than me. Like, like I'll just be in the down business. Like, like the <laughs> like I, I <laughs> or the national is death. <laughs> this is the irrepressible, delectable, big old mushu. It didn't oh, get yeah. stuffed out. <laughs> hey, Mulan, not the when they made it live, but the animated Mulan. Was that movie? I know a lot of people don't like to, you know, they're like, but Bro, but I watched movie. I'm 23 years old and was still watching Mulan to this day, singing, Let's get down to business to defeat the Hans. I don't care what nobody say. <laughs> I like Mulan and I'm not mad. If you would have threw Shrek in there, Shrek, I, I Shrek was hard too, but Shrek, like, yeah. Shrek is honorable mention because all of them. Like Donkey, I can't, I can't do the voice. I've been trying to do it. He was like, Donkey, <laughs> like, don't care, <laughs> don't care, Shrek. Oh, he said, "Cause in the morning, I'm making waffles. Right, like that's that's hard. That voice, man. Shrek, I'm like, don't care. <laughs> I'm, an don't care. Donkey. I'm an ogre donkey. You know, I'm like, an ogre. Ogre donkey. <laughs> so, I I mean, Shrek is uh look. Shrek changed animation movies, um, because not from a graphic standpoint." But from an adult standpoint, it introduced adult themes in kid spaces, and uh, it's really Shrek. Shrek is the. I didn't get that compensating for something joke until I was like 19. Yeah, older, yeah, Lord Parker. (laughs) I was like 19, bro. I was like, yeah, yeah. Right over my head. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot. Shrek honestly deserves his own breakdown because there's a lot in, that happens in Shrek. You'd be like, what is going on? You know? was hilarious. Shrek, the gingerbread man. I mean, everything. Look, yeah. Shrek, is, Shrek is classic. Well, look, it has been an amazing episode. YouTube, Steven K. Uh, Steve, where can they connect with you, man? You can follow me at Steve Speaks on X, Instagram, all that, as well as NBA Central, Bear Central, the rest of the, rest of the Central family. Connect with the Central family. If you want to keep seeing shows like this, you know what you got to do? YouTube, CVMK. It is what it is. Underscore show Instagram. CVMK Global, www.cvmkglobal.store where the best elements are. And CVMK33 for them that know, you know. And until next time, guys. Thanks. If you think exercise alone got me looking like this, well, think again. CVMK Global Super Thick got me right. I'm obsessed and yeah, I won't stop talking about it because it helped me grow in all the right places. Its creatine provides a fast and reliable way to increase your power, size, and shape. And it's scientifically proven to help you reach your physical goals in a safe, controlled manner. So if you want to increase muscle size, pump, and thickness in your muscle groups, you need Super Thick.